اعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم الحمد لله رب العالمین والصلاة والسلام على سیدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه اجمعین Now, there are some considerations that one should keep in mind in reading the Risale in order in translation and especially in English. You know, the, the word could be different for Arabic, but based on the English language translations that we have, right, we need to have some extra uh, considerations in mind as we read the Risale in order and try to understand it. They say that translation is necessary distortion. You may be keen on preserving the original language and meaning of the text as you translate it from one language to another, but there is no way. There will have to be some level of distortion in there, but but you know translation is necessary because not everybody knows the original language, and this is a work that everybody can benefit, should benefit from. Therefore, translation is necessary, but there is an inevitable distortion distortion that's happening in the process. Translation is necessary distortion. At a basic level, this is because no translation can transfer the linguistic nuances of a text from one language to another completely. Because the Turkish language in which Ustad Nursi wrote the Risale Inur contained many Arabic origin words, this distortion is less of a problem in the Arabic language translations of the Risale Inur. However, the English language lacks many of the religious terms that are usually of Quranic origin. In Turkish, those words are not rendered with uh, Turkish words. In most cases, not all, but most cases, the, the necessary term is going to be borrowed from Arabic and then internalized in Turkish. So the word for ikhlas, one of the you know, guidelines that we mentioned, the term for ikhlas in Turkish is Ihlas. Only there is a little small change in the sound since the Turkish language does not have the uh, you know phoneme kh, whereas the the word ikhlas uh, is you know in Arabic is written with a kh. So English is a very rich language, but it it does not have the precise hundred percent meaning of all the words that words that are used in the Risale Inur or in the Quran and that need to be rendered in English in translation. Ustad Nursi uses words with painstaking precision that takes their nuances into consideration. As we had mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, at one point he actually memorized a, a very large Arabic dictionary up to the letter Sin. He had a you know, photographic memory and he memorized this dictionary. This dictionary at some point he he uh, wanted to write a different kind of dictionary uh, that uses the entries of meanings rather than words. So he wanted to write a dictionary that indicates how many words uh, relate to each meaning. And later on, he heard that a group of uh, linguists in Egypt uh, 
probably related to, to the Azhar University of the time had actually written such a work and then he says okay this became redundant this, this, this is not necessary anymore and he stops memorizing the dictionary at that point but he was somebody who memorized dictionary basically a thesaurus right? I, I guess the idea was not known to him uh, at the time he wanted to do this and then he, he learned that it was already done but he memorized the dictionary he knows what each word that he uses means with its nuances and he knows how it is different from other words and he uses them with painstaking precision because it is impossible to find words that carry those same nuances in the English language translators translators have to make do with similar words the loss in nuance resulting from this difficulty is sometimes aggravated due to inconsistencies in translating specific Turkish words with specific English ones. Furthermore, there is an additional consideration that we need to keep in mind when reading the works of the true inheritors of the prophetic light. God inspires meanings to the hearts of these inheritors, these inheritors as pure light. Pure light. This inspired pure light acquires form. I mean, pure light does not have form. This inspired light acquires form as it passes through the filters of the imagination and the intellect before being articulated in language. So try to imagine this. The meaning first comes to, in this case, Bediüzzaman Said Nursi's heart in, in as pure light. And then it acquires form as it goes through his imagination and as he articulates and the intellect and he, as he articulates it in language. Thus, the words of the true inheritors of the Messenger of God, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, carry traces of the light from the original divine inspiration that first comes to their hearts so that light right it carries on maybe not in its entirety uh, which we can understand from some of the statements of Ustad Nursi such as in the case of the 14th uh, you know, lemma uh, 14th flash that we are going to read after the first word Inshallah, he says, this light came, I tried to capture it with metaphors, putting it like with, with metaphors. And there were something around like 30 lights that came and I was a, a, able to capture only six, seven of them. So maybe it's not preserved in its entirety, but something of it is preserved. The thing is, much of this light inevitably gets lost in translation because the translator may not have the same kind of understanding and purity of intention, ikhlas, as Badu Saman Said Nursi did. He had that purity of intention and ikhlas and that's why he received that light. The translator, and this is not to disparage any translator, I have done translation work myself. But it's not the translator who is receiving these meanings in the form of pure light. 
So something is lost. In the process of translation, something is lost. Therefore, it is best to read each treasure of knowledge in its original language. This is the first principle we are going to have to admit. If, however, right, the necessity renders uh, rulings, necessity changes rulings, the principle is that you know we should read a treasure of knowledge in its original language. But if this is not possible, and it is not possible for many people, then if one does not know that original language, one can read in translation. And there will still be benefit in this because not everything is preserved, but not everything is lost either. Now, there are things that one can do in order to compensate for what is lost in translation. One can still come as close to the original as possible. What can we do? Well, it would be best to engage the original text as much as possible, perhaps even by reading or listening to it without understanding. Remember, there is light in it, and light is not always conveyed in form. It is around it, around the form. And even if one does not understand there still is some light that is being carried on, that is being conveyed. Um, I remember at one point somebody had told me that uh, this, is, this was actually two sisters who were in America and they were in a park sitting at the bench and reading the Risale in Turkish out loud. Somebody who apparently happened to be sitting in a close by bench comes to them and says, I don't understand what you are reading. But I really enjoy it. I really feel like there is something in this that you are reading. Well, he feels that because there is something in it. So, one should engage the original language as much as possible, even without understanding. And in cases like this, if there is a, a uh, you know, reading in a reading session, if there is a lesson from Rasali Nur, a dars from Rasali Nur is going on that is the lesson, right? Um, then it is best to read the Turkish original first and then read the translation. The light travels from heart to heart. Even if the intellect does not comprehend the meanings articulated in the original language, the heart receives its share. Moreover, this effort may also improve the reader's vocabulary of Islamic terms because the Risale you know, takes all those terms from the Quran and these are in many cases shared terms, shared across the Muslim world. In some cases, uh, you know, Persian words have replaced some of the Arabic origin words, uh, such as in, in Turkish, the word for the five daily prayers is namaz, not salah, as it is in Arabic. And, you know, Muslim populations whose language is influenced significantly from Persian are going to have this word namaz as the word for the, you know, in prayer. Uh, but, you know, salah is the Arabic word. In other cases, as in ikhlas or shukr or hamd, you know, gratitude and uh, thanks and praise, 
in many other cases the original Arabic is going to be preserved in Turkish therefore if one engages the Turkish one's understanding of the terminology of uh, Islam and the Quran is also going to improve moreover this effort may also improve the reader's vocabulary of Islamic terms and bring his or her understanding of the matter closer to the original meaning over time. Also, continual reading helps in maximizing one's understanding of the matter in English translation too. That's true for Turkish, reading in Turkish, and that's true for reading in English. If a nuance is lost in translation, the context may substitute for that loss and the more one reads about specific concepts in their specific contexts the more one understands so maybe we can you know summarize this if you are reading a translation all of the other guidelines that were valid for reading in original language in turkish are valid for reading in english too but then if you are reading in english one of the things that we can do in order to improve our understanding is to engage the Turkish too, to uh, have extra maybe respect because we are trying to expose ourselves to, to that light in order to be able to acquire that light as much as possible. And then, uh, you know, since this, this is one of the original guidelines too, but to be continual to be persistent in our reading not to expect to understand everything at the first reading at the first listening to a podcast but to keep reading and come back to it and come back to it and come back to it with increased preparedness all right a few words on the uh, on this podcast the reflections on the Risale Inur by Bedou Zaman Said Nursi podcast, which can be accessed through various uh, podcast providers or through the website reflections-rn.org. The podcasts that are provided in this website, the episodes, the recordings that are provided in this website, again, reflections-rn.org, in this website under audio reflections so in the website you need to go to the section called audio reflections take the above guidelines guidelines and concerns about reading the risale nur in translation into consideration the reader that's me reads the original turkish and the translation side by side and clarifies meanings that may be lost in translation Inshallah, that is what we will be doing as we move on to the actual uh, purpose of these podcasts, which is going to be reading the Risale Nur and trying to understand it. The reader reads the original Turkish and the translation side by side and clarifies meanings that may be lost in translation. As one can do in group readings, the reader also provides additional clarifications and references on issues that may sound confusing to the listeners, especially if the listener's literacy of Islam is low. 
it is important to note that these clarifications express what the reader understands, that's me, what I understand, from the text owing to his proficiency in the Turkish language and long-time engagement with the Risale Inu. I know Turkish and I have been engaging the Risale Inu, I have been reading the Risale Inu for a while now. However, I may still make mistakes. I am not infallible. I may make mistakes. Those mistakes belong to me and not to the Risale Inur. This is an effort undertaken with good intentions. If good comes from it, if good comes out of it, it is from God. Those who listen to the podcasts should also read the Risale Inur or its translation on their own and use their discretion to eliminate potential mistakes that the reader that I may make. So inshallah, this is the condition for listening to these podcasts that the listeners should not hold me responsible for the potential mistakes that I, I may make unintentionally. They should use discretion. They should try to understand the Risale Inur themselves. They should read it themselves. Uh, just listening to this is not going to be sufficient. They should read it themselves. And if I make mistakes, they should try to eliminate the potential harm of those mistakes by using their discretion and judgment and making an effort to understand the issue themselves. The reader, I ask for forgiveness from God for, his, for my shortcomings and for sincere advice from the listeners of this, this podcast series on matters that, that I may have misunderstood or misrepresented. For correspondence, you may write to nurlesson at gmail.com That is N-U-R-L-E-S-S-O-N Nurlesson at gmail.com Inshallah, may there be benefit in this. Inshallah, if you have listened to the introduction, the introductory uh, episodes, you may now move on to listening to the you know, actual substance of this podcast series as the episodes become available. If you have not listened to the previous three or four uh, episodes, please do so. Please read, please, please read or listen to the introductory, introductory episodes first and then move on to the uh, other sections in the, in the website or in the podcast uh, series. This is important because as this episode was about, we provide very important guidelines. And one should know who one is learning from. You should know who Bedir Zaman Sayyid Nursi is in order to be able to learn from him because the more you learn about him, the more respect you will have for him and the more respect you have for him, the more benefit you will have, you will get from his works, inshallah. May this be of use to everyone. May God forgive my shortcomings. Subhanaka. لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم وآخر دعوة من الحمد لله رب العالمين